hidden behind closed doors. This is Beardy Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael. Jason, what movie are we talking about today? Today we're going to discuss 1973's The Baby. Michael, I can see that you're making eyes already. <laughs> what will we be drinking today? Cool. Today we are being sponsored by Millstream Brewing in the, from the Amana Colonies in Iowa. They hooked us up again and we have two beers we're trying. Uh, the Pecan Porter, Adult Nap Time. And then Bao Chicka Wow Wow, a caramel chocolate bock. Nice. We're starting with the pe- pecan porter or pecan. Pecan. I'm, I always say pecan, but cheers. Cheers. That that's pecan right up there in the nose, it isn't it? It smells delicious. It really does. <laughs> and I and I was telling you there is this old school Texas bakery called Collins Street Bakery. We would get these Christmas pecan pies from. That's what this reminds me of. It's delicious. It's sweet. It is. And there's almost a bit of cinnamon. Pecan all over. Oh, yeah. It's not too sweet. I you got to like I, pecans. Yeah. Oh, tell you that. Yeah. If you're not a fan of pecans. This might this be isn't going to change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, but I love pecans. So. No, I, I do too. And this is well done. Like I said, I've, I've had this caramel chocolate box. I'm excited for you to have that. But I haven't had this. This is nice. I mean, I love Millstream. Thank you guys so much again. They've been really Thank you. super supportive. I think this is the third that they've sponsored. Wow. We had the Millpocalypse. We were the... Absolutely. And then we had a trio of beers. I think it might have been the Film Noir. Special. We're getting up there. And <laughs> <laughs> I do have to have to go back and scroll a lot. stream has been good to us. They've been super generous. So. Super generous. Um, thank you guys again. And uh, it's called Adult Nap Time, which kind of fits. You pick this movie. Defend yourself. <laughs> defend your choice. Because I do... I will say right up front, it's a one-time viewing experience. We watched it a bunch of times. I found the more I watched it, the more problematic it became for me. It's a weird movie. Again, I interrupted. No, no, no. Defend Defend your choice, man. It's clearly a B movie. It was made one of these shock exploitation movies in the early 70s. Now you saw, I have like the Arrow remastered Blue Earth, a bunch of extras He he, he owns it. I found it on YouTube. It's on Tubi right now. Is it? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, Tubi, YouTube. uh, It's an hour, 25 minutes, but you actually own it. Yes. Why... I picked this movie. This is a movie where you do have to be a film fan. And this is not going to be for everybody. This is a movie where I recommend, and Michael's right, it's a one-time viewing. It has this major twist ending Mm -hmm. that you don't really see coming at all. When you watch it several times, yeah, you do. It's weird. Um, It's kind of that weird cinema. I know it always gets classified as horror, except for maybe the last... Seven minutes. This yeah. is more like a made-for-TV docudrama movie. For the vast majority, it's just weird. And I thought, hey, something early 70s that's odd, that hasn't been on a lot of people's playlists. It was clearly a B-movie. Um, it's like 85 minutes from this Quintet Productions. It was directed by Ted Post, who was like every man director at the time. He directed a little tons of TV. And it very much has a TV quality to it. Absolutely. And and just real quick, here it is. The breakdown. Spoiler alert first? Spoiler alert going forward. The baby, as the title suggests, is about a baby, but it's a 21-year-old 20, man whose mentality is that of an infant being raised by a family 
and a social worker comes and it's the, played the, straight the like family, the family is played straight <laughs> they, they don't have a name for it and they just call it baby or the baby they don't have any questions about what's up with this guy he's just an infant in a man's body and they're cool with it and and the social worker becomes more and more obsessed with the baby and she becomes embedded with the family practically she's always there but it is just endless scenes of a grown man acting like a baby and i have to give kudos to the actor who plays the the baby he wasn't a big name i i don't think he did too much david Mooney, I think in the credits, the name's David Manzi, because I think Manzi's his middle name. Yeah. He did only a couple, like a couple movies where his roles are like. I mean, he acts like a side. baby. He ne- he does not break character. <laughs> I mean, but what are you supposed to do? You're, you're playing a, a, an adult with a baby's brain. Yeah. So, I mean, he, you know, and sometimes I'm just going, okay, you're, you're acting like a baby. Well done. The thing is, the more you watch this, I came across after that it was described as plotting and listless. And it was after I'd watched it a few times and I went, that's exactly it. The more you watch it, you go, this is pointless. They did nothing. They really, they just went, well, you can have him act like a baby. And that, it was interesting because... Lot, there were lots of chances to flesh this out, too. There were lots of, like, hints and things alluded to that you could have explored. I mean, the family itself. I mean, if your infant keeps growing but its brain doesn't, you're not curious. She has two daughters... Marianna Hill, who was in Messiah yes. of Evil, yeah. which I highly recommend. And Alba, she plays Jermaine, and then Alba's the other one. They're odd, odd ducks, too. We learn nothing. They mention the father took off right before baby was born. Yeah. That was the third father, too, because it's pointed out that all these kids had different fathers. And maybe that was the reason why Miss Wadsworth wanted to raise baby the way she did it was her last child and she finally had given up on men in general and therefore she was going to seek revenge by keeping him in a natal state his entire life because one question in the movie is is this truly someone who's developmentally disabled yeah or do they or do they they keep them like negative reinforcement I, i think to me it's more of the former i think he's developmentally challenged for the simple fact that he does seem to exist in the world around him. We're not talking about, you know, the people who will lock yeah. a child in a room and that's where it grows. You are going to be completely stunted yeah. by the, your circumstances. Yeah. Baby is out. It's not like baby's a secret. Baby meets people, yeah. other social workers. So to me, it's not even a question because if it was a normal person, it would have developed in some way. At least speech. You're around people who talk. You are going to learn to talk. But there's a point where they kind of make reference oh, to yeah. like, that it might be possible. It, but it, it, again, it, it makes this reference to yeah. something and they never explore it. You know? No, this when, movie leaves a lot on the table to be explained. Kind of reminds me of like a Southern Gothic done in Sunny California with a weird family and a rundown mansion. But it's not really kid. rundown. It's a, it's a nice place and I don't... I mean, it is. It's like it's... It's a nice two-story craftsman mansion. Victorian yeah, it's mansion. a good-sized house that somehow they're surviving in because she doesn't have a job. She gets money from the county. Alba teaches tennis lessons. Sometimes. Yeah, we only ever see her in a tennis outfit yeah. and holding a tennis ball. That's how we know she's into tennis. Right. And then Jermaine apparently does commercials once in a while. Mary, Marianna Hill just does this weird character it's it's pretty funny her hair is crazy it's like you know it's great I love yeah it. and she just has this blunt stare she's like looking right into your soul and she just delivers all of her lines like i do commercials once in a while it's very odd watched an interview 
with her done. I think the interview was done in 2016. She flew back from England and they asked her about this movie. And she's like, it was such a strange movie. She goes, the only thing you could do is I thought, well, I'll just act weird too. It's such a weird movie. What else else am I supposed to do? She doesn't have anything to do really. What are you going to do? She's got a few lines. The one thing for me that maintained like the kind of cringiness, because again, like I said, the more I watched this, the more, the, it wasn't weird anymore. It became very boring. I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest. No. It became extremely dull to me, and it was just not weird anymore. Even watching him crawling around, apparently he made the baby sounds, but then they ended up dubbing a real baby over it, because it's yeah. clearly a, re- a dub, oh, yeah. Yeah. but they have, I guess originally it was his voice, he yeah, was, that's which, exactly. which, which I, I almost would like to see, because I, it would just be laughable. There's one moment, and again, they just show this, we don't get into it anymore, where Jermaine goes into his room. He has an oversized crib. Everything for him is, it's it's like normal. Someone had to build those. Right? Yeah, totally, totally. It's sort of, you know, it's like the old school uh, when they wanted to make people miniature. Like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna shrink you down. So they just built a giant chair. Like the you, shrinky man. Yeah, it's like, you know, that odd perspective. But uh, Jermaine goes into the room, takes her clothes off, and climbs into the crib with baby. That's it. And we don't return to that. That's never explained. That's weird. That's creepy. It, it was just it's a, not a even weird that. scene after a weird scene to make the audience cringe. Well, I think it was just, again, it was just to get to the end. I don't think the filmmakers were that interested. I don't think the writers were that talented. I really think they had an idea where they went, this is weird. We've got this baby that's an adult. And then at the end, we've got this cool twist. Like a Twilight Zone ending. If you look at Abe Polsky's IMDb page, he didn't write a lot. Ted Post, there's an audio interview, and he was really hesitant about making this movie. He made tons of it movies. Shows. You know, he was, I mean, not, he was a consummate director across TV, and he made this one odd movie. Because he made this movie, another odd movie that was released the same year about the sexual revolution in college, and then Magnum Force, the Dirty Harry sequel with Clint it's Eastwood. It's a good because movie. he was a buddy with Clint Eastwood up until Magnum Force, and that kind of thing ended their relationship. If you read about their relationship, Clint Eastwood was making his um, Western TV TV shows. Ted Post worked on those as a director. It shows he wasn't invested in this because there, you could feel it. You could feel the inattentiveness. What were they were given? I thought they all acted. Mrs. Wad, to me, Mrs. Wadsworth was was a high water mark. She, she did a bang up yeah. job. The two daughters. Anne was a weak link. I just found that was kind of lacking. Yeah. One thing, real quickly. How did you describe the movie to me in a text? Because <laughs> I oh. thought that was hilarious. It was no, it was a one joke Saturday Night Live sketch where, like back in the day, it would have been Chris Kattan wearing a, a diaper and being a baby, and that's kind of all you have. Except it wasn't funny. We had a discussion where, when you make a movie, you generally have an audience in mind because you want people to come and see. And number <laughs> that's one, the idea. <laughs> I, I, I looked at the original promo poster for this. It makes no sense. It has a baby. You only see the feet. Yeah. It with a, he's holding an axe, and then you see, I think it's Alb in the background in a little negligee. And it has is that who baby. you think it was? Yeah. I didn't know if it was her or the babysitter. Yeah, or because someone. no, it's said it's divorced from anything. You saw that, and you're like, oh, this is going to be a horrific kind of crazy or a comedy. Yeah, it almost has a comedy vibe. The poster does, like, oh my god, there's a wacky baby killing yeah. people with an axe, and it's sexy. Yeah, because what happens in the nursery stays in the nursery. Has that? I'm like, what? This has nothing. To no, do that. and and again, I think that is just another example of nobody really gave a hoot about this movie. 
I thought that for what they were given, the actors, they did a good job. It showed that the director had some shooting skills. I thought it was shot well. There's some shots I thought, oh, it was really good. The, yeah, the, although the score was all over the place, I thought the score added richness to it, even though the score reminded me it of what you'd have for a Western in the beginning. movie. Yeah. In the beginning it did, but then all of a sudden, halfway in, it was like they went and they just stole, stole the score from a Columbo episode. There's just a specific sound we both know between the difference between like a, a television score and a film score. It was just all over the place. Because when you open that opening scene where it's Anne Gentry sitting in a dark study going looking at pictures. pictures of the Wadsworth baby. And it's a baby. It's and a then baby. It, it keeps growing, but it's still in a playpen. It's still just wearing a diaper. It's a boy, right around prepubescent boy in a high chair. It's telling you without telling you. She meets the family she's visiting, and they start, you know, they don't show time. They will tell you because, you know, Mrs. Wadsworth makes the comment, do you, do you have other clients? This is the third time you've been here this week. And then a little later, she shows up, and she's showing up unannounced, which I don't know if that's appropriate all the time. She's The way she's behaving, like even her boss says, you're not giving enough attention to your other clients. It's all about this one. Her boss, you're right, says, focus on your other cases. He goes, you know, you got to compromise. And she said, this case is full of compromise and indifference and criminal negligence. And at first you think, okay, Anne, this is going to be one of these, like, why is this classified as a whore? This is going to be one of these docudramas about a social worker who sees it injustice and she's going to fight it. But then you get that mystery, like, well, what happened to their social worker? Boss actually said something along the lines of, well, well, people disappear. That just happens. It just happens. We're both like, now it that doesn't. Does. I mean, people do just disappear. But, but not county employees. Yeah, like people, we call it the square community. Yeah. You know, so you remember the square community. You don't just disappear. Two things, Jason. The other worker disappearing, never explained. And you realize by the end of the movie, whoa. She didn't just, quote unquote, drop out of sight. I think there's a good chance either the Wadsworths or Anne made her disappear. Because the Wadsworths are very protective of baby. Anything trying to get baby away from the family is met with extreme pushback. And Anne is, excuse my language, batshit crazy. (laughs) Oh no, everybody, at the end you realize that everybody in this movie. Mrs. Wadsworth is actually the most normal person because she has, she wants her baby back. She's weird, don't get me wrong. But in a sea of weirdness, she's the least weird. I don't know about that. Wait, wait, hold on. (laughs) Jermaine sleeps with her brother. Uh, Alba shocks him with a cattle prod. Anne kidnaps him and murders people. (laughs) Yes, and Mrs. Wadsworth, of these prime main characters, she is the least nuts because they stole her baby. But she does nutty things too. Like she doesn't, she clearly doesn't want any. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I trust her with. Raising other kids. Yeah. Opening up a nursery. But I'm telling you, it's like in the land of the blind, the one-eyed person is the king. She's the one-eyed person. Because Anne is a nutcase. Think her you plan don't is find her till she, nutty until the very end. Yeah, but it's not like she became nutty at the end. Yeah. We know she's been conniving. She's been. That's why she's I, had a plan in place. I kind of think she might have killed the other worker because these are the two theories I have: is the Wadsworths didn't like how the other worker was like making progress yeah. or trying to make progress with baby, so they got rid of her. Otherwise, Anne knows I have to get that baby, and this person's on that case. What's the best way of getting the case is I'm going to make her disappear. We know she's willing to take that step. I'm more on the side that the Wadsworth got rid of. 
They're so protective of the baby. I don't really understand. I mean, Miss Wadsworth gives a couple speeches of why she's very protective, but she doesn't seem to want to. Yeah, she really does. She does give a lot of speeches. And and again, and all their batshit crazy speeches of what she says. You could have you could have been telling story instead of just doing these speeches. It's very much done in a stage play venue where it's just these characters. It is the Wadsworth and Anne Gentry. And you might have one or two peripheral characters like Judith and Gentry's mother-in-law and then Dennis at the party. Otherwise, it's as if the real world does not exist outside of this. Because nothing makes sense. Nothing's answered. It's just plain weird. Yeah. Because Anne, she goes back a lot of times. She's very focused. And you start questions like, why is she so focused? Is it just as she sees a injustice that needs to be set straight? Or is there something else? Because clearly... Something has happened to her husband, Roger. She she's we mentioned. We don't know. Jermaine asks about yeah. it. She she says we don't have to talk about baby, and it's an interesting moment because Jermaine is asking her. She mentions her husband was an architect. She goes, "Well, was," and Anne realizes she spoke a little out of turn. And then one of my favorite lines, Jermaine asks Anne. She says, "Do you like physical exercise?" Very out of heel delivers that lie like. Crazy it's eyes. Weird. No, has anyone ever described like you do you like exercise? Do you like and she wants to take Anne hiking, which I also kind of thought was, ooh, is Anne gonna come back from hiking? And Anne saying, you know, I'm a Scorpio, I'm cautious, and and Jermaine says I thought that was coded language for the time period for I, I think else. maybe, but yeah, and <laughs> could have been. And Jermaine says, you know, Scorpios are dangerous. You know, she she really is. Mary Hill does a, a great job in this. She does. I, I, I've always found her to be very pretty. Oh, absolutely. But she's just weird. Well, and, and that's the moment when Anne again wants to take baby from the home yeah. because she says, "When's the last time baby had an exam? Saw a psychologist? She Which wants is- to take him." And that's when I that when Jermaine starts getting a little weird, and I think, "Oh, that's the moment she's thinking we need to take care of this. Baby cannot leave the house. That's pretty much they want to keep him there. They find every excuse." To not let him go. She wants to take him to a developmental school, which would make sense. And they're very resistant to that. And we go to the school and she talks to the man there and the, the Wadsworth flake. And then they say, call your boss because they've had enough of Anne's meddling. And so she calls her boss and he's like, you're off the case. This is when things really pick up. Because but we do have to talk about some of the, the cringeworthy scenes that happened before that. Because like one what? is is the babysitter scene. There is some moments in this movie, and I think they're strictly done to make you cringe as the audience. And we, what you know, I don't really get it. No, I don't for, either. For, because for one thing, they're leaving the baby alone with a babysitter who thinks it's completely normal to be watching an adult child like this. The freak. She calls, talk to her boyfriend. Yeah. She's like, "The freak." Refers to him as a freak. And then she goes, "Yeah, you get used to it after yeah. a while." And she goes up, and she's baby ends up wanting to breastfeed. And for whatever reason, she acquiesces. Yeah, baby latches onto her, and she seems to kind of enjoy it. It's it's an odd, uncomfortable scene. It's a little forced for me. Again, maybe it's just repetitious viewing because I kept thinking, "Wow, that's really strange." Like they won't leave baby alone with anyone. They wouldn't leave him alone with a social worker. They won't leave him alone at all. But they like went off to a party. God knows where. I don't know where they went. They came back and they kind of had that party vibe. Yeah, like, like we were just partying. And Mrs. Wadsworth, I love it because she's like, "Hey, we're we're home a little early, so we won't have to pay her extra." Yeah, which I kind of love. And they come in and they're. I mean, it is. If you get past the point of your 20-something son still being an infant, 
walking into the room, having him breastfeeding, sucking the breast of the babysitter would be a little off-putting. It, it would be. But I don't think it would cause me to go to violence. And Mrs. Wadsworth grabs, she keeps like a whip or something. She slaps her around. and Yeah, she's got like, it's a belt or a, belt. a whip. And she pulls it out. She just, she's going to town. The daughters have to stop her because she is beating and, this woman. <laughs> and at first the daughters are helping. But then I think she crosses a line. They're like, hey, mom, I don't well, know. She's all bloodied now. Yeah. It's, it's an odd scene. It makes you ask that question. Well, if the baby's still breastfeeding, is he breastfeeding on the other family members? I mean, why just the babysitter? It's just, nope. it was an incident to make you go, whoa, I've, that's I cringe. feel like Mrs. Wadsworth is past the the breastfeeding point. Well, even the babysitter, life. if she's, I mean, if... if well, then, so is she producing milk? Is no, he, is absolutely it just, not. You know, not, he's not. She's not pregnant or no. like that. She's not going to be producing milk. None right. of them are. No. So, but... Why would he do that behavior unless he's still doing that behavior as a baby? Oh, let's be honest. He was doing the behavior because they wanted to have a weird scene. They're they like, this will get them. They were going for the John Waters. They they couldn't go as far as John Waters. But now, I, this was played straight. The scene they were they were going for the John straight. the John Waters audience is the audience for this. It's not suburbs, wine houses in it's, downtown it's, LA and downtown yeah, New York, greasy City. little place where you go in and you're just kind of like, there might be mob money behind this theater. <laughs> The drawings on that wall for the nursery, he's clearly not drawing. But that artwork is a little kid's artwork. So my question is, who's doing that artwork? It's just confused. It's interesting. On the Arrow Blu-ray DVD, they interviewed the guy who did the artwork. You did such a deep dive on this one. We have that. They beat the crap out of her. Anne shows up again, but this is where Alba is clearly like, I'm sick of this woman because Anne shows up out of the blue. She's like, where's your mom? And Alba says, she's at Bridge every Tuesday and Thursday. You should know that by now. And she's just out there and, listening to and, canned rock and roll music. Absolutely. And she, But she says, you know, my mom wants to talk to you. Ooh, you haven't had this yet, have you? Is this, the, is this our next one? Is yeah. The, yeah. This is the caramel chocolate bock. Bow chicka wow wow. Just smell that. It's, and what I kind of like is like neither of these are, they're both in that six-ish percentage. They're not these 10%, you know, drop an yeah. anvil on your head beers. You know what I mean? Where sometimes <laughs> we've both done this, where you open a beer, you're just, you're, you don't really think about it. You're drinking it. You're going, oh, this is really good. That's like chocolate fudge. And caramel. Yeah. There's this. Caramel, like um, those square little camel, wrap, caramel wraps. Yeah. Both of these Cheers. are delicious. Yeah. I do have to say that if you're not a caramel fan or a pecan if sweet if sweet if you like sweet i love caramels that is one thing i'm a huge huge sucker for is a good caramel i think this is nails when when i was back home a couple months ago in the midwest it was winter we went for a hike a couple of friends and we always like to put a beer in the pocket you know at some point on the hike stop and have a beer and i took this this is and i and I, i think i actually it might be on our instagram but it was great. It was because it was winter. It was snow. We were down along a stream. Imagine being in like a nice cold hike and you crack this open. It was just proper. Oh, yeah. This is, there's beer that you'll have every once in a while that they sweeten it and it tastes artificial. And you're like, ah, this tastes so natural, so sweet. It's delicious. It's, I, I, I mean, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know, coin flip. Oh, this I, is really good. Between the two. But I know if I was blindfolded and you held this under my nose... I don't think I would go beer. I'd smell that and I'd go, oh, did you, is that like warmed caramel or yeah. something? Like, is that, did you just melt caramel and like, is this going to go over ice cream? Because that sounds like a good idea. 
<laughs> well done. Well, like tell this, they've been around since 1985. So, and I go there. You've seen pictures, yes. I, and I brought stuff back before. They do some great stuff. They're right now the oldest continuously running craft brewery in Iowa. 1985. It's it, they're right off uh, I-80 in the Amana Colonies, which is a cool little area to just visit. They've expanded seating, and there's a restaurant next door. Great spot if you're into beer. This has got to be on your list. Millstream is just awesome. I mean, the beer is fantastic, but it's this cool kind of rustic looking building. It's like looks old world. If you're not a winter bug like me, you know, then summer there's great outside seating. Just chill, have a few beers. Alba says, you know, my mom wants to talk to you. And, of course, Alba won't leave her alone with the baby, but then the phone rings, of course, and Alba ends up going, it's just a whole thing. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it's, yeah. it's, again, almost this entire scene could have been cut, and you could have done more storytelling instead of just, it's repetitious. I think they're trying to portray in the film that Anne believes at this time that the reason the baby is the baby is that they have forced him into this because she tries to get him to stand at this scene. I'm with you, and again, I know I'm being kind of negative about this movie, but seriously, if that's the case, her whole plan doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Because her plan is to have an adult infant to hang out with her husband, who... Who's you know got yeah. his own thing? No, it, it, and it, so it. if baby just needs to be in the right environment and he'll turn into an adult, that's going to mean he's going to go. I'm not going to hang out with your husband anymore. Yeah. I'm an adult. No, it, and when so, you get to the so end, none, it doesn't make it. No, none of this sense. makes sense. This doesn't take place in the real world. At all it's a weird. But movie. even that, even within <laughs> this world that you're talking about, this universe, it's like this doesn't. Her plan is is bad. If what she's saying is true so mrs wadsworth comes home and and starts telling her there's a school and we could take him there and what if i told you that he doesn't have to be like this he could be something else and mrs wadsworth is resistant resistant very resistant yeah and she keeps coming up with excuse finally and of course i mean money in those situations yes money is an issue yeah. because they're barely getting by i don't know how they're getting by really and that's why i still think that maybe she killed her husband uh, something was yeah. going on and then what about the impact on the family when this just doesn't work. And I'm like, that's such a... It's stinking thinking. Yeah, horrible thing to <laughs> yeah. say. Like, give it a shot at I least. Want, I don't want him to be better. Yeah. That's essentially what she's saying. Yeah, I like I like where he is. But then what's great is she goes, you know, what if I could show you? She wants to do a trick with you. Like, hey, I'm going to throw him a ball. And then he throws it back. And what's awesome is it doesn't work because baby is a baby well also i think baby's looking at his mom and miss mom and yeah. wadsworth is giving her like the stink eye like you better not show that you have any intelligence whatsoever and what's great is a, a freaking weird but scene. her reply when it doesn't go well mrs wadsworth goes even a dog can do a trick like that <laughs> and what's awesome is she has this she has the smoker's voice yeah. she's a smoker and she's got that early 70s smoker's voice well, that Ruth Roman actress, she's great. She's the best part of the movie it, for She me. is an example of someone who, I was looking at a historian who looked at her career and was like, you know what? She could have been a Joan Collins. She could have been one of these actors, but she never hit a movie that was extraordinary. And you look at her career on IMDb, it's a huge career. It's yeah. Just, there was nothing really Because I told you, about I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, I've seen her and stuff. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's like she was working, working. It's yeah. like, yeah. And I even mean, at her age, I've got to say this. That's you know, why there is she's like... She's still an attractive woman at her age when this No, movie. she is. But I mean, I guess that's, you know, that's the reason there is like one Liz Taylor. Yeah. You know, one Lauren Bacall. It's like, 
you know, Not you the look right back, person, right you time. didn't take yeah. that role, yeah. you didn't get that role, or a, a role you thought was going to be that one. Like, Hollywood is strewn with thousands of actors yeah. and actresses who were like, you know, this is it, and then that movie flops, and they go... And stand, stand tough, up job. Tough break, kid. For me, she is the high water mark. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's the, like you said, the acting, the two daughters, Marianna Hill, is great, but no, she's Mrs. Watson. Oh, yeah. It's far and away. She raises this to the level of watch it once. And I, it reminds me of one of you know Marge Simpson's her, her two sisters. Yes, Patty and Selma. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. Like if if they were doing a live action Simpsons now, and she was around, and this like right now, and this and and, and the baby that era, I would say she's got to play Patty or Selma. Yeah, exactly. She would be outstanding. What's creepy is like this. After this is the cow prod scene, isn't it? Another yes, another just cringeworthy scene where Alba is basically punishing for the baby for baby try- can't stand. Yeah, baby can't talk to a strangers. Negative reinforcement with the cattle prod, Jason. Do you okay. have a cattle prod, Michael? I, I do. I do not. And I told you before we started recording. I said I, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up around farms. I, I didn't grow up on one, but I've been on plenty of farms. The only place I've ever seen a cattle prod is on a farm. People don't just keep cattle prods around. No. Oh, I don't know why it's in the house in the first so place. So it begs the question: Why do they have a cattle prod? That. And she's shocking the baby, and and Jermaine stops her. Says, "Dude, you're not supposed to do that." I'm like, the fact that she has to be told. And then Mrs. comes in, and she ain't having it either. Yeah. He's like, you don't do that. And she shocks Alba. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Alba seems a little bit of a sadist among the two sisters. Other one is, like, creepy and attractive, and Alba is, like, creepy and scary. Yeah. Kind of like the wicked stepsisters kind of role. Absolutely. <laughs> and they don't have the same father. So it's cringeworthy scene after cringeworthy scene to get an audience reaction, because then it's Mariana Hill in a negligee walking into the room. And she drops the negligee. It's done in a way where, like, this movie has a PG rating, where there's nothing revealed, but at the same time, like, really? Like, it, you're it, just, it's you're sort just of like the, the, the best horror is what you don't see. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's more scary to think what's on the other side of that door than to have the monster come yeah. through the door. The incest thing is, like, the least creepy part of it. <laughs> Mariana Hill, like I'm like, oh, I would like to see her in negligee. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, but if it's and it, cringed for cringe, and it tells nothing it, that we don't return to it. We don't find because you're go, you're going like, oh, is she the mother? Is she the actual mother? What's going? Is she going to have a baby with the baby? Is the sequel is going to be? She's going. to... I mean, I don't well, know. Here's because it, it leaves more questions. You you go ew, and then you go. Well, where's this going to take us? And, it's, and it takes us nowhere. It takes nowhere, but it's one of the reasons why I think they're so protective of the baby. I think Alba's protective of the baby because she does. She's someone who likes to pull wings off of flies. She likes to torture the baby. That's why she wants to keep him. And I think Jermaine wants to keep him for a whole other reason. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why. And they're showing, they show both these back to back. So later on, when the sisters are so invested in um, basically trying to get the baby back. And keep the baby the way it is is because well they like to do these things to the baby. I mean I think you're giving the film uh, not not joking I think you're giving the filmmakers a little too much credit in that respect. Your reading is nice I like it whether it's a book whether it's a movie whether it's an album we're all taking our own experience so I like that you made that connection. Personally I I think that's giving them a lot of credit. Like the editor afterwards went that's disturbing. I'm gonna put that in there. That's a pass. On I got to put this somewhere. You could take that out and put it anywhere in the movie. 
the scenes could be moved all around if you want. Because you have the beginning and you have the end, and all you're trying to everything do is get in to the between end. is just this yeah. goofy. There's the baby. There's the baby. There's the baby. Because then after this, she sets up the school meeting, which doesn't happen, and that's when they say, "Hey, call." And she's told she's off the case. Well, she goes over to confront her one last time, which is kind of the great. You mentioned westerns before. Yeah. This is kind of a western moment because she drives over to the Wadsworths and walks up. Mrs. Wadsworth walks out. She's wearing jeans and a oh. like a denim shirt, like very kind of like. It's uh, a great shot the way they did it. So she comes out and she's flanked by her daughters. She's up on the porch. Yeah. And Anne's down on the sidewalk, and they're confronting each other, and it is very much like that. You see that in westerns. And she even says, get yeah. off my property. Yeah. Anne's saying, hey, you, the public guardian office. Which is real. It's a it's a threat. And she and Mrs. you see Mrs. Wadsworth knows what she's talking about. She's like, the public guardian office, that's, I'm going to use the law, I'm going to get baby away. And Mrs. Wadsworth is going, you want baby for yourself. You're not trying to help him. And you see the wheels turning. She's going, what the hell is the angle here? What does this woman want? And I just want to point out the public guardian. They did some research. The Los Angeles County Department of Mental Health. That is a real position. Right on. Yeah. And I mean, and, and you hear about guardianship all the time. And that's what it is. It's someone basically, they can't take care of themselves. So they get assigned a public guardian and everything like that. And, and so, Anne's threat is basically, this is not a healthy home environment. You're not working in the best interest of the baby. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm going to get the county as a social worker, to assign I'm going to use public the, she garden. She says, I'm going to use the law. We go to Anne's home. Judith, her mother-in-law, is walking out of her room, and she's wearing a smock. Which preschool teachers wear, and this is a sign. That's what preschool teachers wear working with young kids. Oh, yeah, because they're messy. Several times viewing, it took me to realize that, that when she's walking down, she's taking Oh, off. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I, I picked it up. I, she comes walking down, and I go, well, is she a painter? Well, I knew something weird was going on. So she's pouring a drink. Anne's all, she's, you know, upset. Of course. What just happened? I mean, of course. Yeah, absolutely. It's more than just losing the case. She's got a plan, and this is a hiccup. So then the phone rings, and it's Mrs. Wadsworth. Judith goes, I'll take it on the extension. So she goes to listen, and there's this shot of Judith, the mother-in-law, on the phone, and behind her on the wall is like a rack with a giant cleaver and other knives. It's a great shot. It is, and it's a cleaver, and the first time I saw it, I went... They're going to use that cleaver. That cleaver is going to come up later. Mrs. Wadsworth, all of a sudden, she's a little you know, conciliatory. She's yeah. saying, I'm sorry. We could work things out. Let's work and, together. And know what? She said, why don't you come? We're going to have a birthday party for the baby. Either it's a made-up birthday party or Anne, for some reason, didn't see his date of birth. This birthday party is just more of like a <laughs> swingers party. There's, I mean, the lighting... What? Oh, there's there's drugs. The lighting itself is not this celebratory... It's like red lights and just like groovy music and everyone's dancing like it's 1973 all over again. It's a great party. It is. I, I love this scene. But it's not a birthday party if I for didn't a kid. Know, if I didn't know anything about these people, I would probably go, I'd go to that party. And then as soon as the 21-year-old man was being called baby, yeah. I might go, gotta bounce. Yeah. This got weird. Weird. This this perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Looking like Mariana Hill, I'd be like, oh, she looks freaky. She's kind of. I'm gonna go try to make time with her, and then wait, that's a baby. Yeah. Who are these partygoers? Are, are they neighbors? This is they, such an insular family. No one says 
look at that weird kid walking around. That's an adult walking around. Everybody's like, that's cool. It's the baby. We all know the baby. Oh, maybe they're Alba's, you know, clients. Yeah. for be, be, No, because this family is, like, so closed off. Where would they have this group of friends? Yeah, I mean, we do know they went out to a party. So they, you know, they went to somewhere. But, you know, you're right. Who are, like, there's a there's an older gentleman that wants to dance. He's totally dancing. There's a weird <laughs> Miss, dance Mrs. Room. Wadsworth dancing is the I best. I love that. That was so awesome. And she's like, dude, she's getting down with this older gentleman. Yeah. They seem very familiar. Yeah. And shows up. And this isn't exactly the thing I would tell my social worker who's already expressed, you're not doing a good job like, raising your baby. This is not the correct environment to raise. No, this would not be a selling drugs. yeah this wouldn't be a selling point i'm getting ripped yeah, over my here my buddy dennis is gonna come in here and hit on you there's just there's just a baby crawling a, a giant baby an adult baby crawling around supervised. untethered yeah. unsupervised interesting enough you see the babysitter as a party goer and the whole time i'm thinking i guess all must be forgiven with this baby. yeah and i thought oh they shot this before they yeah, shot the other my scene. second my, my first shot was like oh they must all be forgiven. then i'm thinking oh no what they shot this first and they're like hoping no one recognizes yeah that and ted post just went you know so ted post in the scene too ted post somebody somebody <laughs> went up to the continuity person went up to ted post and said hey Hey man in the script yeah. they beat the tar out of that you're you know before this happens and ted post went don't bother me with that yeah. <laughs> i'm not reshooting anything nobody is going to be watching this sober until 50 years from now yeah. when two two guys decide to start up a, a, podcast. a podcast whatever a podcast is so, and he does make a small appearance in this. You know, he's like, he does his Alfred Hitchcock moment and he walks on scene for a second in this party. Well, and there's Dennis. Oh. He approaches Anne. Anne's sort of just a wallflower standing there. Yeah. Dennis, this groovy guy, one of the Michael Pataki. Is yeah, that, oh, he, just, he's in everything. You see him. He's one of those, you know his face. But he approaches Anne and he goes, I got to tell you, you know, you have beautiful skin. I know. <laughs> he's like, I'm a skin freak. A like, skin freak. Is that was that cool back then no, to say something like, like that? That's like serial killer talk. <laughs> Ted Bundy would probably go, "Bro, you're yeah. you're being a little forward. Yeah. That's not how you do it. <laughs> you got to charm them first. You don't freak them out first. You charm them, bud." <laughs> so you know, Alba's playing darts, and Anne. This Anne, you start seeing Anne toughening up because she has a lot of quotes about winning. Alba says, "You really play to win," and Anne's response is. When you are a winner, Alba, the possibility of losing doesn't even exist. You're like, whoa, that's kind of... There's a harsh veneer that comes over Anne in this moment. And because she is, and she's playing darts. It's really, she's throwing these darts angrily. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking, at a party where people are getting drunk and high, darts is usually not the game. I mean, when I was teens, we did stupid, stupid stuff, but, you know. So, and, and Jermaine is watching her. And, and she's a good dart player. I just say, like, both those players, like, better than I've ever been at darts. Oh, yeah. Alba kind of sees, I'm in over my head here. Dennis is off to the side holding the prize because I guess there's a prize. And and Jermaine is watching this go on. And Anne has had turn, already turned down drink. She's gone sober. No drinking for me tonight. Unlike us, we're drinking this. Wow, chicka, wow, wow. Caramel chocolate Bach. A Bach is a perfect vehicle for these sorts of flavors. You know, the Bach is like a maltier, sweet beer that can take that on. I wouldn't put like caramel with hops. No. no. But like this with that kind of rich maltiness already yeah mm-hmm. it's delicious i mean this is stellar i was excited because we she gave me a few few different things so i was kind of like piecing it together i went well we'll do the porter in this box and when i had this i, I thought i think jason's really gonna dig this oh yeah because caramel 
I didn't know. I just assumed you liked caramel. I do. <laughs> Here we are. Candies. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Jermaine's kind of watching this, and she sees Anne put down her drink, and she kind of gets an idea. And Mrs. Wadsworth, Wadsworth. she's dancing, and she That's does a great scene. It is. I love it's that so scene. great because she kind of does this wink and yeah. this little head nod, and she's got this big bouffant kind of hairdo. It's awesome. It's like it looks like uh, my I had a grandmother that was in a bowling league. And so it's like, you know, you can imagine it's like all these pictures from like the 60s, even the 70s, but it's like bowling, Midwest bowling league, you know, and it's like a lot of those hairdos were all over the place, man. And, but this, she does this little head nod to sort of like a signal to Jermaine, switch it on. We're going to slip on Mickey. And this is when the horrific element of the movie takes place. Except on this time, you just think that this is a battle of wheels between a social worker and a family that you don't understand. And this is where all of a sudden it goes, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> it totally, uh-oh is a good word way to put it. Because it, it is an uh-oh moment. When you take a guest at your party, drug them, and then go tie them up in your... Cellar? I, yeah. Cellar. At first they try to make it look like they're walking her upstairs. <laughs> like a Scooby-Doo in it. Like, yeah. And then like... No one's looking. We're walking. Like, there's a lot of people looking. Like, and you got a lot of people. No, the but there isn't. There's one. Dennis. Dennis. Dennis is watching the whole the, the whole doings, and he's he's going. Oh, what's going on in there? I want to follow them. Like he's gonna go and have group sex with a woman and her daughters and this drunk lady. I mean, he's a skin freak. Who yeah. who the hell knows what's going on? They drug her. They take her in. Mrs. Wadsworth. This is the scoop. <laughs> gonna make it look like an accident. Yeah. People saw you drunk. They saw you leaving. I'm like, no, no, no. They saw you carrying her upstairs. <laughs> I didn't see her leaving your party. <laughs> and meanwhile, Dennis is banging on the door. Yeah. We're looking for Alba. Mrs. Wadsworth finally says, Alba, get rid of that idiot. And so Alba goes to hang with Dennis. At one point, they're dancing, and Alba has this kind of look of happiness. In, the, in that moment, and I'm reading it too much into it maybe, but she's dancing with Dennis at this party, and you get a glimpse of what Alba might have been like if she had been able to have a normal life. Yeah. She gets this great smile. And she's having fun with weird Dennis, who's doing this like weird, goofy, no-dance-dance type thing that guys do. She didn't have that. Nobody had that in this family, this weird, messed-up family. Because her next scene with Dennis is weird. Yeah. They, and, and you got to think. They're messing around, and it's like cannibalism is discussed, and biting. And, and she's like, give me hold. your finger. I'm going to put it over a flame. Yeah. Like I'll, Mr. Joshua and Lethal Weapon, yeah. Gary Busey. <laughs> she's like, how long could you last? Could you last a minute? He goes 30 seconds. Clearly, it's a reference to sex. But it's one of... He is the only other male role. Once again, the male role is emasculated by these three women. First of all, if Dennis lasted 30 seconds holding his finger over a flame... <laughs> like, he has I, a huge, giant roll. That is hand. just not happening. 30 seconds is a lot. You're going to have yeah. a third-degree burn, bud. Yeah. But she's enjoying this time yeah. away from the family. And finally... <laughs> This is pushing people out the door, and she, and she goes, "Oh, come on, get them out of here!" Yeah. Basically, you know, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Type deal. We gotta kill somebody. Yeah. Is essentially what's up. And meanwhile, baby saw them take Anne in there, and he finds his way in because he's learning. Jason, yes, he couldn't do that before, but now he can. And he goes in, and Anne's asking him to help. Completely forgetting that this guy doesn't, he's an infant. And he ends up like breaking a jar of jam or something. Just there eating jam. Eating jam. She doesn't think, like, dude, there's a glass in there. Yeah. And she frees herself and she goes, Come on, baby, and we're going to get out. And they sneak out the back door. Anne grabs a knife on the way out. 
because she wants to slash those tires. Yeah. Mrs. Wadsworth is like, ah, she's, she thinks of everything or something. <laughs> because they go to chase her, and they get in their car, and the tires are slashed. Yeah. And they're like, ooh. Dead stop. Well, that's over. Yeah, so now you aunt's house, and she's giving the baby a bath. And she puts him in afterwards in law, like a full suit, like a man would wear. And she tries to get him to stand up to take a picture. And you're like, well, this is odd. But what happens is that Miss Wadsworth, who's never referred, she has no first name like the baby. It's just Miss Wadsworth or Mama. She's in a nursery, and she's sad that her son's gone. And Alba's like, we shouldn't have given him to the circus. Yes. I mean, that circus came to town here it, in L.A. County. We should have given it up. And it, it's just hysterical because it's like, read the room. This was done in a very dramatic way, like straight like, <laughs> but we I should mean, have given them to the circus. <laughs> I know, but I mean, again, read the room. Your mom is standing there. She's heartbroken. Yes. The baby's gone. Might not be the time to bring up, we should have given the baby to the circus. Which, I mean, I don't know what kind of lame circus would want. It's just a, a guy. Yeah. It essentially is just a guy. You could go out and pay a dude to act to like act that. like that. Put on a diaper, Jason. We're going to pay you good money. Just sit there and act, act like, like a baby. baby. Love that a circus came and said, hey, we would like to buy that, buy that child. The circus showed up and they're like, we've heard about your kid. Did that stuff really happen? I don't know. I guess so like, you did the circus. Mrs. Wadsworth was like. Oh, in tears. Yeah. She's, she's heartbroken. And at that point, well... Who am I supposed to side with on this? Miss Wadsworth loved the baby, and Jermaine, quotation mark, loved the baby. I mean... But Alba, I don't think, really cared for her brother. I guess the middle child syndrome. Yeah. Jermaine is the adult, the firstborn. I feel like Alba's second, and then the baby, baby comes on, and baby is, like, different. So Alba's just going, yeah, you know what? That. I'm making money. I'm teaching tennis, tennis. lessons. I could have been hanging out with Dennis. Yeah. Instead, I'm watching the damn baby. Her life has been completely shanghaied. She's like, I'm ticked off about that. You know, I can't blame her. No. And, and I'm never going to side with the kidnapper. No. So it's like, as weird as the Wadsworths were, it is their baby. And should not have stole that baby. This is where things start to kind of take off because Judith. Anne's mother-in-law. Roger's mother that lives with Anne. And Anne is saying, tell him to hold off on the pool. I want to continue with our plan. And Judith is basically saying, eh, you know, if we do it, we're going to be just like them. And Anne's like, no, we won't. We'll we never won't. be like them. Which is not true. <laughs> <laughs> because she taunts them. You made a point, because we both, I think we were there, where she knew the Wadsworths were going to come at some point. First of all, don't have to get too into yeah. it. Why not call the police? The Wadsworths could have called the police. There's nothing Anne could do. There's a paper trail because we've had to complain about her. The boss has told her, you need to cool it on this case. Everything's against Anne. They could have just called the police and everything's in their favor. They get the baby back. The cops go, I need to get away from yeah, this house. This it's is, icky. Yeah. This whole thing is icky, but nothing illegal is going on. So anyway, that's, so Anne that's does, my take. She pokes the bear. Because she I knows think, they're coming and she's like, let's just get this over with. And I think she wants to know they're coming on her exactly like she can control it because otherwise she's just wondering when are they coming so she sends a picture of baby in a suit standing basically saying i'm transforming him into a man even if you're able to get him back he'll never be like he was before you won't even recognize yeah. him it's too late for you and mrs wadsworth's like oh that's it we're gonna get him back 
And so, this leads to the climax. Of yeah, the so they roll up. They creep up on the house at night. She sends the girls in. His teddy bear's at the front door. Jermaine sneaks in. Alba's going around by this construction of the pool they're putting in the backyard. She goes, you kind of think, oh, she's going to get it. But she doesn't. Mrs. is sitting there chain smoking in the car, <laughs> which is what you do. And, and so my question at this point, do you think the sisters, when they were sent in, do you think they were sent in just to get the baby? Or do you think they were also sent in to kill Anne? Uh, Jermaine pulls out a pistol. She walks in the front door, which I will say this, Jason. The door is, it's not just unlocked. It's like partially open. That's a red flag. It's a setup. If I'm creeping on someone and I know they're going to know I'm creeping and the door is open, I'd see why she takes the gun out. I might not go in that door. But yeah, she's got a gun. So I think it's, you know. It's it's twofold. It's one to get the baby and one to kill Anne. Yeah. But all of a sudden, there's a long pause. I mean, there's a cat and mouse way too long. Oh, again, it just plods. Way, it way too plods long. and plods. And Mrs. Wadsworth finally is like, What's going on with my daughters? I got to go. I'm going in. And she goes in and she finds Jermaine dead. And then Alba kind of stumbles out, out of a room with a knife in her back. back. And you're like, Oh my gosh. And then it's a great scene because Judith and Anne has a hatchet. I know, and Judith and, has that meat cleaver. Yeah, remember the meat cleaver. They're going back and forth, and she finally falls over the railing, and she hurts her leg. And it's really great. She, I mean, again, she's best acting in the movie. But she's like, I'm hurt, and Judith is like, tie her up. You hear like real fear in her voice because she's going, what do you want with my baby? Like, she wants to know. She wants the baby back, but she's like, why do you, what do you want? Why do you want my baby? And they're just dragging her out. And, dude, this is, they're, like, really horrible because they don't kill her. They drag her out to this pool where it's all dug out, and her two daughters are there dead. And they throw her in there, and they bury her alive. And what's crazy is... That is really bad. it, It is. It's awful. And it's the horrific part of this movie is this final point. Because up until this point, it's like a docudrama. If you're living in this nice neighborhood, you know, Miss Wadsworth screaming, why don't they gag her? They let her scream while they're pulling her out. I'm like, that's going to attract some attention somewhere. Yeah, there are neighbors. No, I thought the same thing because she's she's got a voice and she's yelling. But it is just this like plaintive, like horrified. She's not as worried as much about herself. She's like, what do you want? What what do you want with the baby? This is really weird. And then, of course, we get the payoff. The big reveal. It's why you watch this movie one time. (laughs) She takes baby into this room, and there's Roger with the bandages around his head. He had some accident, suffered massive brain damage because he's basically infantile. She wanted baby, so he had a a playmate. A playmate. That's the whole movie. WTF, I think, is... (laughs) You know, and then they show her in a pool with Roger. Roger's got a shower cap over his bandage. I'm so sorry, but it's just hysterical. And Judith is like reading a book and yeah. smoking a cigarette. The pool's all done now. The Clearly pool. done over these dead bodies. Yeah, no one will ever know. So this has got to be weeks to months later. Yeah. but she's playing in the water with her two boys, and she's nuts. You just see. How nuts she is. She kisses both of them on the mouth. I mean, even they're grown adults. I mean, it was her husband. So that's the end. You have that... Freeze frame. On her smiling face turning. It's a great way to end the movie. She's nuts. <laughs> she's she's divorced from reality. Like, her, her reality is this, which is not a reality. And Judith is right there with Good. her because she's going, my son's, my, my little boy's yeah, here. This is and what I need. This is nuts. And you notice that 
and had put baby in a closet just like his mom did to punish yeah. him. And when Judas said, you know, if we do this, we're going to be just like them. We'll never be like them. She is 100%. Yeah, because she's not going to want the baby First to of all, she's keeping her husband in a room that's like an infant's room. It's not like an adult room. Yeah. The room that maybe they had set up for their own kids, but that never happened because of the accident. So now she keeps him in there in this like state of inf- infantilization, yeah. and then she introduces baby to it. So like they're not dealing with reality here. That one's <laughs> over, you know. So let's. I'm get- gonna ask you first because this is my pick. So Michael. And I already know your answer, but we're going to ask him, would you recommend this movie? It's so hard. I mean, it's it's a weird recommendation because I'd say it's it's got a cult following. It's got the weirdness factor. It's one viewing. I mean, and I'm not kidding. I'm not even trying to be cute or funny or anything. It's something, watch it once. Don't watch it more than once. It really did get more, like, boring. It was the word I kept coming up with. I think I even wrote it down at one point. I'm like, this is actually a very boring movie if you watch it more than once because there's not a lot. But for one time, if you like just weird movies or you, you go, ah, let's, let's, let's get some friends yeah. together and have some drinks and watch something that might make you squirm a little bit. And you go, what the hell's going on here? But it's by no means something I go, you have to go watch this. What about you? You, you would recommend this. So, movie, uh, yeah. First of all, I have to say, be careful the friends that you invite to see this movie. This movie is not for everyone. I tried, like, in one minute to explain the plot to my wife, and my wife is like, that's icky. Why would I ever want to sit through that? And I go, no, no, it's played straight. And she's like, that's even worse. Like, you know why what? would I want to watch that? I had the same conversation. <laughs> and I told Jane about it, and, and she just, she said, no, nope, I don't need to see that. Jen just said, that is just not something I would ever seek out. And I go, it's PG. She's like, I don't care if no, it's PG. It's, it's, it's She's like, I don't want to watch something like that. You know? Even Jane, because as I watch it, I got progressively more. I, I go, <laughs> oh, I got to go. I got to watch this again. She'd go, yeah, I'm sorry. She's like, I know this is a tough one. I <laughs> yeah. should have just watched it once and ran with it. So I, I'm going to recommend it more. Once again, I don't consider it horror until the very end. It's just a weird movie. I mean, it's shock that, it's that shock, shock ploitation. Yeah, exactly. You know, because I, I, I've said it over and over. It's 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 for the John Waters crowd. Yeah. You know, John Waters made a great career. His movies were more interesting, more offensive, but more interesting. But that's kind of who you're going for, or people who are who are looking for shock value. And I thought it's well acted. I think it's well directed. I think the score, although it's kind of all over the place. I like the score, even though it's kind of crazy in there, parts. There are some moments where the score is lame, though. Where, where it is very much, it's from it's from Columbo. It's, it's like a 70s... It's <laughs> Gilgit's Island. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cheesy. I would 100% recommend... Oh, yes. The Pecan Porter. And for the Southerners, I guess, I'm sorry. Because like a pecan, I guess. Pecan. Is, yeah. I always say pecan. I, I do, too. Well, we're, we're Yankees, I guess. Yeah. Because I think it's pecan. If you're from well, the we're south, but I, yeah, I'm not from it's the our, south, so I feel like it's contrived yeah. if I'm saying pecan. But the pecan porter, the caramel chocolate bock. Oh, cheers on that! Cheers. Eh? Find these, buy these, yeah. drink these. Yeah, absolutely. If you're anywhere, I, I've said it before. If you're anywhere near the Midwest, doing a brewery tour, it's not far off Interstate 80, which is our main east-west interstate. It's easily accessible. 
you won't you you'll you'll thank me. It's a cool spot. People are great. The beer is great. It's a fun little facility. You can see the workings of it. Kind of watch them doing stuff if you want. Great people. They've been super generous. Thanks, guys. Oh yeah. You know, bottom line is the beer is fantastic. The beer is fantastic. You know, you know, we talked about a movie. This it's, is what we did. Yeah, with a good exactly. Chunk of, good chunk of our day. You know, even if I'm like not big on the movie, no, I'm not all our movies are we gonna. I agree bring on. some duds to the table. <laughs> you know, I brought but I brought stuff to the table that you're like, I don't need to see that again. I won't watch this again. I can honestly say I probably will never watch this movie again. If a friend hasn't seen it, I will lend them. Oh, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not going to spend another hour and 25 minutes. Yeah. Michael, I went and tracked down the house that Ann Gentry lived in. The Where is location. it? It's in Hancock Park. Yeah. So, I mean, oh well. <laughs> Just... <laughs> but the beer made this. Yeah. The oh, absolutely. This. The thing is, we've, we've had movies we didn't like. We have not had a beer. Anyway, anything else that we should uh, discuss before wrapping up? No, I I mean, I think that wraps this one up. Perfect. Please like, subscribe, and comment wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And check out our website. Well, this is Beer and Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael.